the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. This program is sponsored by Walter Anderson Nursery. If you have a green thumb or have always wanted one, then get ready for Garden Talk by Walter Anderson Nursery, hosted by Ken Anderson, along with David Ross, Mark Mahady, and George Allman. Garden Talk aims to introduce new ideas, help solve problems, and keep you up to date on the latest developments in the nursery and landscaping industry. Call in now with your gardening questions, 888-344-1170. That's 888-344-1170. Now, here are your Garden Talk hosts, Ken, David, Mark, and George. And good morning, San Diego. Welcome to Garden Talk here on AM 1170, KCBQ, and KPRZ. I am David Ross, along with Mark Mahady and George Allman. Ken has another weekend off. Good for him. Good for him. It's not yeah, bad being the, being the boss. Sleep in a little bit. I hope so. Good morning. Good morning. Morning, morning. What do we have to say? How are we this morning? I was hoping you guys would just go into how you are this morning but i I am doing well david how are you oh i'm excellent thank you so much for asking how about you mark reasonably you're me or you me i'm you're reasonably well yeah okay i went out this morning to do my morning routine routine with the chickens and it was bright out like the moon was out and i looked in the eastern sky and i didn't see the moon i looked in the western sky and didn't see the moon i thought oh this must just be porch lights and ambient light the moon was straight overhead, and I didn't notice that until I don't. don't. There were some good. There were good um, stars and, and planets out it there was, this morning. It was very, very yeah, very, very bright, clear. very clear, very it cool. It was in the upper forties. Forty eight coming down the hill. Yeah, mm. yeah it was chilly. You, you shook your head when I said that, like you would expect me to know the notice the moon. Why? Well, yeah. Why did that surprise you, Mark? Um, because it, you're a little. Typically a little bit more observant than that, I would think, or knowing you. That's very kind of you. I thought you were going to say. I was thinking the fact that you thought it was ambient light tells me that you your neighbors must have a lot of bright lights. Exactly. Well, I you live in a instant, stadium yeah. or something. No, yeah. I, it's it's pretty dark out where right, I live. Right, I know. That's but why I have I was... a porch light that does illuminate quite a bit. And as I just much as an overhead was... moon? <laughs> <laughs> Apparently not, because the moon was overhead. <laughs> okay. That was curious. Have you enjoyed the regular week? I have. It's been a nice great week. Nice temperatures. Yes. Yeah. Clear, warm days and cooler nights. Cool. I love it. It's been a very productive week, so life is good. What did you produce? Yard That's stuff. Uh, one of our Well, yeah, garden stuff we did. Uh, I've been splitting more firewood. Uh, Capri's been putting a, a new bed we have together to finish up a, one of the spare bedrooms as a guest room. Excellent. It's just been a productive week. Excellent. How much of your mulch? Oh, have, we, let's how, not talk about that today. Coming along? I haven't borrowed the neighbor's tractor yet, which okay. I definitely need when you have six or seven full-size truck loads of mulch in your yard. Well, wow. You've gotten yeah. a lot done. But there's apparently there, there's, a lot that hasn't a lot been more done. To be done. Yes, <laughs> should be another nice week. We're going to have a 
Is there supposed to be rain coming or something? Well, I heard something about an atmospheric river. River, yeah. That thing you, I could. You, you went ahead of him. He didn't get into his. I'm the meteorologist. Oh, sorry, yet, so. sorry. Well, no, I didn't. Uh, there's a vigorous low projected to be developing over the Gulf of Alaska. And depending on how vigorous it is and how far south it comes, it may or may not affect. May or may not. Okay, well, so thank we you for that. Well, actually, could. it yeah. will affect our weather, but it may or may not bring, bring us any precipitation. Right. right now, they just have a little 20% chance showing up in the far- forecast for a week plus out. And typically, yeah. we're not really good on week plus out gotcha. forecasts. Unless, <laughs> except for Tropical Storm Hillary. That came right through as... As predicted. As predicted. Right. Just not quite as strong. Right. It came as predicted. It did exactly what it was supposed to do. I was going to say, though, it was, it's been warm in the daytime. Have you been watering oh. more than you would normally do in November or about the same? I think it's about the same because it typically is warm in November. We have our Santa Anas right. and, and Halloween, and that's when all of our awful fires have started or been. Um, I guess not all of them, but many of them. So. I, I would say it's typical, but I don't know. Once the once the water bill drops to <laughs> October, November, December levels, I don't. I'm not as concerned. It, it's double during June, July, and August, and so Crazy. when it drops down sure. to this level, I you're comfortable. I'm yeah. more, much more comfortable. Right. Yes. Although, you know, our last, speaking of water bills, the last one was half of what my July, August was because of that big rain we had at the latter part of August, August 20th, 22nd-ish. So, so, was so I was able to keep it off for quite a while into September. Mm. And things look good after that. Correct. Good, yes. clean summer water. If we could just order up one of those every summer. Every summer. Exactly. Sometime in August. It doesn't have to be late. It could be early or mid. I fully agree. But, I think one of those would be perfect. The grass that looked better than it ever has. No longer after does. that, it doesn't. <laughs> yeah. And I went and hooked up a, a sprinkler to it. And it was it was one of those nifty rotating ones, but the adjuster kept moving as the sprinkler rotated. <laughs> so it didn't really work. So I just turned it back off. And I'm hoping for some rain yeah. in a week or two. Do we have any garden classes coming we up? We do have classes today, November 4th. We have at 9 o'clock in San Diego, Fall Color with Constance. And at 9.30, if you can't get enough of David and I, we'll be teaching a, or presenting, maybe not teaching, presenting a class on winter rose care. And next week, the 11th in San Diego, nematode. Oh, wait, a, con- wait a second. What? I'm sorry. I was not paying attention. Yes, you are teaching today. You probably didn't realize that. No, I did oh, not. Yeah. But 9.30, if you have a few minutes, if you can swing by the patio, we'd appreciate it. Okay. In Poway? In Poway. Are you going to help me on this I'll one? I'll give you a hand. Okay. Yeah. Maybe we should switch things up and maybe you should do this one and I'll... I'll do the, you do the play-by-play, I'll do the comment. color commentary. Yes. Okay. Well, well, well anyway, okay. We'll work it out. All right. Today, so today 9.30. 9.30. Poway. Poway. I'll be there. Be there. I think it's on your board and on your phone, so take a gander at that. He didn't notice the moon this morning. That's true. Stuff. So he may not remember that he has it to It was be- straight up. Next week, the 11th, at 9 a.m., nematode control with Richard, and in Poway, we have Chuck McClung doing a helpful houseplant hint. Class. In oh, my defense, yes. in my defense, it looked like there was a pretty full moon out, and so uh, agreed. And I the did fact look that around. you thought that there was a, a pretty <laughs> full moon, around. yet somebody's porch light was on. I didn't understand that part of it. How long have we been doing this? Uh, 
Apparently you, too oh, long. This surprises you? No, not at all, actually. I take it back. I'm no longer surprised. Okay. Please continue. That's it. That's it? For, for regularly scheduled classes. Okay. However, we Comma. have a very, very special class on November 13th in Poway. Oh. With... I thought you were... No, you're going to do that one too, but I this know. is, I want to make ahead. sure people know this one. What, what's that? Tom Spellman is going to present his backyard orchard culture class at 6 p.m. in Poway. And we encourage, you know, all you backyard fruit tree growers that are interested in putting in trees or you feel you don't have enough space or you want to add more to come and listen to him and be inspired. Because even exactly. if you're, even if you have been doing this for a long time, you always walk away rejuvenated, wanting to, you know, try some new things and, and apply well, some of his concepts to exactly. it. Exactly. All the people that are afraid to do, I mean, afraid to prune their trees or what, I mean, go listen or to Or to him. put more than one in the right. same hole or right. near each other or they think they need, you know, six acres to put five trees or something where, you, you know, you can, Tom makes it where you can put all these trees in a relatively small Tom space. Tom makes it that way? He makes, well, he, he presents them, oh, yeah. he pre- presents techniques to allow you to do that. Is that ah, better? Ah, yes, okay. that was... Very well said. But that class does need you do need to RSVP. There'll be some Farmer John All Be Franks that David well Ross done. will be grilling up for us. And if you want to join us when the store opens in Poway at nine, please give us a call at eight five eight five one three forty nine hundred and get your name on the list. Thank you. Can All they right. call that number right now? They no. can, but nothing's gonna happen. You get a voicemail. It's okay. better to talk to us. After after nine AM. Nine AM. Okay. And now you were gonna do another class of some well, sort. Well I wasn't going to, but Kevin's trying to butt in on our show again, so... Um, <laughs> when you say Kevin, Kevin who, for those who might well, be new I, listeners... No, well, that wasn't very nice, I shouldn't <laughs> say. Mr. Grangetto has sent me a reminder that today is Musa Creek's annual... I thought this said fall, slip, and shop, but it really is a fall sip and shop. It's going to be a fun-filled day of California native plants, workshops, live music, local artisans, and more. What's the sip part i guess it's coffee, a wine of some coffee sort, right? at this hour well yeah it's from from 10 a.m to 4 p.m on cool cool ranch road cool valley ranch road in uh, valley center at moosa creek what is well anyway it's the fall sip and f- see fall and slip don't go together <laughs> somebody's gonna get hurt so you're thinking slip and slide i think i don't know what I'm thinking. And, well, as you guys have <laughs> mentioned previously, no there. I may not be thinking. Um, I received a text from my sister, Mark Mahady, that says the atmospheric river is predicted for Northern California yeah. this week. So you did pay attention to part of it. Well, I heard the, the words. I didn't That's really, just like yeah. David. Exactly. I heard something. Yeah. And I, I extrapolated, extrapolated. out of it. Exactly. <laughs> well... The distance at, globally is not a great. It's insignificant. It's yeah. statistically yeah. insignificant. Correct. It might as well be Southern California that's getting Why the atmospheric not? river. Right. Northern California edition. All right. Concur. Are we, are we done here? I think we're done with that section. Oh, not the whole class. Not the whole. I did get notification that the. Do you remember the cold that we had last week? Not here, but uh, snow up. Yes. In, that. Delayed our potatoes? potatoes. Again. Yes, because well, potatoes cannot freeze in the back of trucks or they turn to stinky kind of mush. stuff. Yeah, gross. But, you but, know, we, we do have a time change tonight, too. That's We're right. Into tomorrow morning. At 2 a.m. tomorrow, we kind of fall back and rest. You get to sleep an extra kind of hour. Uh, 
Was I, it? Uh, I, I don't like this time when we do uh, this. Can't we I, just? Yeah. <laughs> I like my old jeans. I Your like old my old truck, time. This, yeah. Yes. You're writing a country song here. Exactly. Am I? It sounds like I, it, I do. Right? I, I prefer this time. I I don't like coming home at you know five o'clock it and yeah. it's dark and, and yeah needing the garage light on just to. You so know, your afternoon sip event in the your garden with wine becomes a fall event because it's dark. So your wine becomes a sip, slip, and fall. Yes. Okay. That's what they should call it. <laughs> we should get out to Musa Creek and uh, let them know they need to change the name of their event. Don't you think? No. Yeah, either do I. Oh, they're going to have workshops featuring Greg Rubin and Dean Karras. We know Dean Karras. And we know Greg. And we know Greg. They both have presented for us. Native Plant Society. There's all sorts of cool stuff going on up there. Maybe they should not come listen to us. Or you. If they're native plant people. Yeah. Or they could just go hike over the weekend and then say they saw the native plants and then they don't have to live with them. Cool Water Ranch Road in Valley Center is where it is. Cool Water Ranch Road. Um, so the potatoes are going to be late. But I did get a call yesterday on my way home from a number I did not recognize. And I did take the call, which was against my better judgment. And it was the trucking company saying that we are expecting our potatoes by Wednesday of next week. They are on their way. Okay. And they were in Idaho. And last year, they went from Montana to Chicago to come to San Diego. It's kind of a weird map. But I guess globally, it would be statistically insignificant, wouldn't it? If so we there's, a greater, the there's a greater risk of freezing those potatoes going that route. Well, they, right. they worked out very well. And now I have a full crop of seed potatoes. If you would like to give us a call, the number here is 888-344-1170. That's 888-344-1170. You're listening to Garden Talk on KCBQ and KPRZ. We're going to take a break and be back right after this. Get your gardening questions answered by calling 888-344-1170. That's 888-344-1170. There is more Garden Talk on the way. Welcome back to Garden Talk by Walter Anderson Nursery. Got a gardening question? Call 888-344-1170. 888-344-1170. Now, here's your hosts, Ken Anderson, David Ross, Mark Mahady, and George Allman. And we are back with more Garden Talk here on KCBQ and KPRZ. I am David Ross, along with Mark Mahady and George Allman. Mark Mahady, who was that we were just listening to? I believe it to be Bobby Goldsboro. Do you agree? I concur. What a great song. I think I can remember sitting as a young kid with the 45 playing this song that my mom had bought me. I apologize. I Funny, I did the same thing. Were you guys in the same place in the same time? We were in New York. We are in the same state. Yeah. Interesting. My mom was a huge fan. Yes. Aw. I, I, you know what? Now that you say that, I saw that when you were listening to the song. I didn't know what I was seeing, but now I know what I was seeing, which was your mom <laughs> Reminiscing. was a big fan. Yeah. 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 Um, but now, do you have any, speaking of little green apples, but apples in general, do you have any left or are you done with your apples? No, actually, I have a few left on the Espalier 6 and one 
that is still sitting in a container under <laughs> the pomegranate tree, but it, it has apples on it. And in I've, spite I, of you. In spite, absolutely. Probably because it is oh. in the shadow of the pomegranate tree would, we, be, my, would be my guess. And I have this many pink, one. La- pink lady apples. Yeah, we're done. We picked uh, Capri picked the last, I think, three King Davids uh, one or two nights ago, and now we're we're finished with the apples. And the squirrels and the actually, it's not the squirrels. It's more ratones that are having a field day with my pomegranates. Pomegranates. Now we we've, we've talked about the rodents, and you know, in my particular case, the squirrels with the persimmons and such. And we've talked about the fence, but I have a new uh, weapon in my uh, rodent oh, control. We love it. What's that? A oh. bobcat. We have a bobcat that's been prowling our property that you know neighbors have seen. And then Capri sent a video last Saturday while I was at work of this big male, looks like a male, walking along our back porch. I love it. So when I haven't seen a squirrel now in two weeks. You're the bobcat whisperer. <laughs> it Aren't seems you so, the one yeah. who had one adopt you on a trail? I much? had one adopt me on a trail, yeah. That I told you I would have – you thought I was afraid to pet it because of the mother. I didn't want to pet it in case mom – would reject oh, it. I'd, I'd yeah. own it. I would have. I was so tempted. This thing was purring and curling up. Every time I stopped, it stopped and came. And it in. came near you. You oh, didn't it, touch it. No, it touched me. It rolled. It came up Are against you? my legs and and purred and and laid down beside me every time I stopped on the trail, and, and adopted me. Yeah. I'm not a huge cat fan, but I think a bobcat would be a really be a cool great pet, pet yes. in your backyard. Yeah. And, and then you know, you know you talk about having feral cats and well you have to be cautious because of coyotes and you have to have. Per- you know, particular ways to uh, allow them to escape. I've got a bobcat. I just, I don't have to do that. <laughs> yeah. Wow. Last last night when I went down to lock up the chickens, I always look for coyotes around my persimmon tree. As you and well there was should. no coyote around the persimmon tree, but there was a, a possum. I guess uh, it would be oh. an... And opossum? <laughs> yeah. Is I that guess, right? Yeah. I, I believe never, so. I've never had to put those two words together before. There was one of them, they're marsupials, right? They're marsupials. They're, yeah, and I'll just say that, and then I don't have to put... Was it Was it uh, eating any of the persimmons? It had not gotten to the tree yet, and I went and shined my light on it and said nasty words to it, and it walked away. But yeah. something... Confidently. Yes, it did. It yeah. could not have cared less that exactly. I was there. And the week before... There was a raccoon down there that was uh, eating the avocados. I thought I was assuming it was possums or skunks, but it was a big beastie raccoon. But my kids are going to be out in two weeks, and hopefully I I should probably just pick some of this stuff and put it in the fridge because the pomegranates and persimmons will keep. And if I leave them out there... And then you can go put them back on the tree. Oh, I could tape them on and we could have a little like trick-or-treat. Pick my persimmons. Pick Give your me own. something good to eat. Pick your own. Give yeah. them a paper bag and sack and tell them to it's go harvest. A, they look they look really good this year, and I'm, I'm thinking that may have something to do with August rain as well. I, I think so. They are bigger, bolder, and more beautiful. But the, the, the rats, I haven't seen the squirrels for about a week now. Maybe I, you know, I'm attributing it to our bobcat and some other successes I've had over the last yeah. you know few months. But it could very well just be that there's you know only a few um, fruit trees that still have some fruit left that they can get there. But they're probably moving on to other other areas. Well, they can find more food. Yeah, yeah they're coming to my house. Or they're moving to your place. I mean, you've got that big bright light on. So exactly the moon. <laughs> I'm the one that does that. It was. I knew it was. 
Well, I didn't know because I looked around. Never mind. Um, <laughs> thanks. Here to help. Yesterday on a totally different subject, we were. I had a customer come in and wanted to show me a gardenia tree. It was a spectacular grafted gardenia tree that she was hoping would go on sale soon. But it is a an absolute one-of-a-kind specimen, and it is probably 10 years old. It's got a probably a three-inch diameter trunk on it, a beautiful head on it. But right next to it, when I went out to look at the one she was asking me about, I noticed on the one next to it, I could see silhouette of ants going up the stems, and there were bees all over it. Hmm. And it had it had scale, okay. which was sucking on the plant and ex- secreting the honeydew, which was attracting, I'm sure, the ants. But then I were the the bees, which I thought were honey bees, turned out to be meat bees. Those okay. little yellow jackets, the western yeah. yellow jackets, yeah. and were they there for the ants or were they for there for the honeydew? But the tree was covered with them. This this gardenia, grafted gardenia tree was covered with those meat bees. I've never seen that before. They were all oh. over it and coming to and fro. Well, they forage. They, they will eat insects. They'll eat dead animals. They will eat uh, plant nectar as well. So they, maybe they were taking the honeydew nectar and and some of the small it, scale, but they were all over it. Yeah, really neat looking at the, the ants going up the stems in their their silhouette with the sun behind them. But now you had an experience with meat bees and animals. You don't have to get into the specifics, but there was a trap that had something in it, and I I thought that the trap had been placed over a colony of these western yellow jackets because they were all swarming around it and i said oh i left the trap over there by the by a nest so i, I was going to go out at night to move it so to get it away from the, the colony right so i went out later when it was you know, dark so i wouldn't perhaps get stung uh-huh. and uh, anyway uh, whatever was captured was completely gone the skeleton was there but, but the they, because they're, they, they, they they will eat dead animals and they just they just wow. decimated it. Like Isn't that a gorgeous story? They were all over. Now back this. to your breakfasts. Yeah. Ladies well, you know, and it's Jeff. part of the ecosystem in your yard. It is. Very it's a true. circle of life. It it's is. a circle of life sort of thing. I've had one of those take a chunk out of my lip before on a piece of chicken. We and were talking about that. I had I was drinking a soda uh, growing up back east, and out came some of those yellow jackets. They were attracted by the sugar in there. Did you get? I didn't. I lifted it up, and it like just came out next to my face, but. Me. I did get stung later on, but Oak, not at the same. Oaksanita, back in the day, by the pool, eating chicken. Have you ever been stung by one of those, bitten by one of those meat bees on food no, or not? No. You're smarter than that. Well, no. I don't know about that. I, I've been lucky. But I know, you, yeah. I've had the same thing with a Coke can or whatever soda can and come flying out at you. Scared the hell, heck out of you. They're... They're aggressive. They yes. are. And and as we were talking yesterday after we noticed them on the gardenia doing a little research, they they will unlike a honeybee that if you see a bee on a flower and you you're working by it, the bee kind of just goes to the other flower and gets away from you. These guys will while they're foraging will sting you. Like, yeah, I, you're in my way. Well, <laughs> remember the ones I had that nest on my bank that I thought oh, was yeah. regular bees and it turned out to be those. It's gone. That tree blew over. And I'm guessing that's what disrupted their their terrestrial nest, and they're gone, which I'm totally okay with. 
Yeah, I'm not he, a huge fan of those. Do they do? Are they a pollinator? Are they? Do they? Are they of benefit other than well, removing dead animals? I would, I would think they'd be a benefit in the same way as you know fly maggots. I mean, they help clean up, but I'm sure there are other things too. I just don't know. <laughs> let, let me ref, let me be more specific with my question. Are they pollinators? You know, I haven't I haven't seen that. They do go after nectar, so I would assume in some way they do. I'll do some research and get back to you. Okay, just take your yeah. time. I mean, I, we don't have like a radio show this hour where <laughs> well, it would be useful. I could just stop talking and do that. You could yeah. just take your, your, <laughs> your time. Um, you mentioned earlier that we're going to be talking about rose care. I did. Winter rose care. Winter, winter rose, rose care, care specifically, yes. Um, do you do anything with your roses in the winter? Cut them it, it depends on what constitutes winter for you. So, but the short answer is typically nothing until about January. What about you, Uncle Marky? Um, yeah, I'll cut them back usually. I mean, are you a, are you a December cutter backer? Typically, or yeah, yes. Usually, it's Christmas. You know, sometime in the, before the after Thanksgiving, before Christmas, right around there. I, I was not that it really matters necessarily. Well, I was looking at a gardener group Facebook page, and somebody had the audacity to show a picture of their rose bush with rose hips on it and ask what they should do this time of the year. And you say, go to our class and we'll, well talk the, about it. One person said, do, don't do anything. The other person said, you cut them back. The other person said, take the rose hips off now. And then somebody says, well, where nobody bothered to address where they are. Yeah. What, what, yeah. what see, you know, what, not what see, well, I guess it could be what season, yeah. but what, geographic location they're in and what you're going to do right now we kind of advocate doing very little to, right. to nothing right. and the last thing i would do is just take the rose hips off right unless you're harvesting them for your tea muscle tea milk or, or tea or <laughs> high in vitamin c but so you you advocate leaving the rose hips on well you, you don't you do a winter them. deadhead right let them kind of rest yeah. by well, having those rose hips in right. our climate in southern california roses will grow year-round they don't get that dormant rest period that they get in other parts of the world. And so, yes, you can allow them to grow and bloom year-round and harvest, but if you let them, if you help them go dormant right now by leaving the rose, the hips, rose hips on and not cutting them, they will slow down and stop growing. And if you cut back on water, don't kill them by droughts, starving them completely, and stop feeding them, then they will get that little dormant period. They can get a, a, a rest period from now until, I say yeah. mid to late January, but any time after, what, middle of December? Yeah. You're nodding your head. This no, is I, radio, I, I know. I, well, I, I'm in agreement. We, we talk about this, and, and um, I like just hearing it because someone at my house, one of us loves <laughs> to cut them back and one the other person doesn't. Well, she should check with me because you planted plumbago, so or plumbago, so you clearly have no credibility in the gardening planted arena. for her, though. So I know a, against well against your better judgment. Yeah, <laughs> I, I still like those plants, and I stand by it. I like them. Okay, so she the wants you to cut them, and you are trying to get her. I, to I like allow the, you I to... like letting the rose hips form and leave them, whether you use them or not, and then just letting the plant rest, and then late December, January, go out and do the whole shebang with the pruning and the spraying and the feeding feeding Cap yeah. capri it was better late than never that he planted the plumbago so allow him a little latitude with the roses <laughs> and with that 
I think we should take a break. There we go. If you are listening to Garden Talk here on, well, Marriage Counseling and Garden Talk on <laughs> AM 1170 KCBQ and KPRZ. Alan, we will talk to you after we come back. If you would like to give us a call, the number here is 888-344-1170. We're going to take a break and be right back. Get your gardening questions answered by calling 888-344-1170. That's 888-344-1170. There is more Garden Talk on the way. Welcome back to Garden Talk by Walter Anderson Nursery. Got a gardening question? Call 888-344-1170. 888-344-1170. Now, here's your hosts, Ken Anderson, David Ross, Mark Mahady, and George Allman. And we are back with more Garden Talk here on KCBQ and KPRZ. I am David Ross along with Mark Mahady and George Allman. Before we go to Alan and find out about his caterpillar question, uh, has there been any communication in the rose pruning world? Negative, that, not yet. No, uh-oh. No. That's not good. Hopefully she's just not listening. Okay, so before we say we're going to go to Alan, we're going to find the... Oh, Look at you, what? so professional today. Good morning, Alan. What is your caterpillar question? Well, um, this year I've had more uh, bugs than I've ever had in, in my garden. And on the tomatillo plant, there was uh, a large caterpillar that I've never seen before in my life. It was green, all green, no spots, nothing like nothing like a swallowtail um, caterpillar, you know, with the yellow spots, the yellow and black spots on the green. And it was smaller than a like a swallowtail, um, a black swallowtail uh, caterpillar. The, I mean, it was larger than this swallowtail one. It was huge. And it had it was looked like Mr. Bib from Michelin, and and I it didn't have a horn or anything like like a tomato horn one or something like that, and it had claws instead of the little furry things that that hang onto this the the stalks, it uh it had these claws that were like um, uh, nails you know uh, that gripped the 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 stalk as it was going along eating the plant, eating my tomatillo plant. And um, I, I, I should have maybe saved it, but I, I in my, in my uh, enthusiasm, I, I killed the sucker. You know, <laughs> totally but, understand that. And let the meat bees have it. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, those guys could have it. I don't, I don't have much problem with meat bees, but I, I we have a lot of uh, uh, native uh, bees that are on the lavender now. And uh, but anyway. I just wondered what the heck it was. What is, this, what is it going to turn into? Or if you even see, have seen one. I looked, I looked up on the Internet all the caterpillars, and there are so many. Yes. I, Did I you by chance take it. a picture of it? Do you have a photograph you could share with us? No, I, I should have done that because I didn't realize it was so unique until later on. Well, I mean, the, I, the gripping part to me when he said, like, nails, I, I have some really close-ups of tomato hornworms, but he said yeah. it didn't look, but they, they grip. I've got Yes, the they have just, their front feet or Right, they're just grabbing grippers. onto it. Yeah. And then yeah, they have, but, uh, the other ones do, too. They are, most of the caterpillars yeah. have, have their little legs that grip around the stem. Right, but this right. one had, had nails, you know, and they were uh, uh, brown-colored, 
and they, and it was they were hard nails. They weren't they weren't um, soft stuff like most of them have that grip it. Well, you are doing an outstanding job of describing this caterpillar, but I am not picturing what it is. And yeah, unfortunately, I'm going to have to admonish you. Had you taken a picture, that would yeah. have been helpful. Or had you saved it and watched it pupate and seen what came out of it, that would have been helpful. But I guess well, we, I could have taken it into your point point loma yeah. and let it loose, and then you guys could have seen it. <laughs> you know. But I, I didn't do that. The other thing I wanted to say to you is that yeah, Bobcats, um, I had a friend, John Mazzotti, out in, out in Rincon Indian Reservation. He's a real cool guy. But he had a, a pet Bobcat. Okay. Oh, so I can, what you're saying is I can do that. Yeah, can. That's what I'm getting yes, out of this. Yes, he, he had it as a baby and, and raised it. And he, he, it, was, it was like his pet. Wow. It's a it's a beautiful animal. I wish George had done that and then somebody would have told him he couldn't keep it so that he but, would give it to me. But be careful. Don't don't think they can all be pets. No, right. no, 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 no. Certainly not, not an older yeah. one. You know what but with regard to this, regardless of what it is on your tomatillo if you don't want it then uh, an organic way to get rid of that would be bt and, and i wonder if it yep. could have just been a, a variation a little right, bit a sure variation that. of a tomato hornworm that well the, that, the tomato no, it didn't a, have a, it didn't have a horn but i got it you. was way bigger way bigger than a tomato one i mean this mm-hmm. is a big 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 caterpillar yeah, no tomato little hornworms are huge well, yeah. the tobacco hornworm too, but they they all have that little spike. But they right. all they, yeah, I mean, they, they go to the Solanaceae the plants. Yeah, so they that's do. Maybe yeah. think it would would be one of those. Well, right. I'm no. s- I'm sorry, we've been of very little help. I I went and got yeah, you the guys cur- aren't helping me today at all. <laughs> I got the cursor. I got the cursor over this and everything. I did everything right, and except not answer the question. I think Alan probably you let us down with your with your <laughs> question. It was not us. We did not <laughs> fail you. You failed us. Can we yeah. agree on that? Photos, photos, uh, photos. Well, yeah, take pictures. Next, I mean. I'll contemplate it a little bit. <laughs> All right, Alan. Thanks. Yeah, but he gave one, us good one, advice one about bobcats. Thing. Yes, sure. he did. Yes. Okay. You were talking about the rain and the water and all this. I noticed this week and, and, and at the end of last week in El Cap Res, they're letting the water out of that place. Here we have the droughts and all this stuff, and they're letting the water out, and I, I just can't believe my eyes. You know, it's wow. going down the river. Well, wait that's a second. Are, are you you're in Point Loma? That's part of California, right? You're in the state of California. Yeah, I think that's what we do with water, don't we? We just we <laughs> we, we, we put it we we let it go. Yeah, because assuming that we're going to have monstrous rains, and God help us if if El Cap fills up and water goes over the spillway and comes down, I thought how stupid. The water is very valuable here, and they, they they do this all the time. Oh, the dam might break. If the dam might break, fix it. You know, San Diego <laughs> water is really that belongs to San Diego, and and uh, you see these stupid things all the time. All right, you know? Mister, that's mo- knock it off. We're having a nice, happy conversation Saturday this morning, morning yes. on Saturday about dead bugs and, and plants. Yes. Yes, but well, but you, you know what we do? We do need a better infrastructure to capture all the water. Okay. I agree with okay. Alan. Okay, absolutely. All right. Yeah, all right. yeah, because yeah, because it's so valuable. And, and you were right about your your rainwater the other in August. It made the plants really grow. Very yep. very yes. happy. Thanks for the call, Alan. Okay, and watch out for my caterpillar, please. We'll do. We will we'll do. Bye bye. Okay. Thank you. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. You know what? When I saw Alan, I didn't even bother to look to see where he was calling from. I assumed it was Alan from Chula Vista. The regular Alan. Yes. And when I heard the voice, I thought, wait a minute. That's not him. That's not him. And then I looked, and this Alan was in Point Loma. So apparently there can be more than one Alan that calls the radio show. Yeah. I guess so.
Either that or he was throwing his voice and lied to Brendan. But I just can't. I not. I don't think that. No. 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 He's. Um, no. I guess that's it. We. Yeah. Uh, well, that is. We talk about that though. Is take pictures if if you're not sure of what you got. Take a picture of it. So. Yeah, I mean, with a, the absence of the horn, but to me right. it sounded like a. That's I was just showing you like some me. photographs I've, of the tomato hornworms with those big claws that are different colors that are gripping. I right. have actually seen, I think, a caterpillar like he is describing that is just okay. more green and roly poly and softer and more rounded and large. And I think it hangs out on the cytisus, what used to be oh, uh, yeah, the broom, yeah, the broom yeah. type yeah. plants. Yeah, I think it's a Sweet plain broom. kind yeah. of a dull, dull one. But large. I, I, I'm going to, in Alan's defense, he probably wasn't going to ask about the caterpillar until he heard us this morning and thought, Yeah, I'll call now. I'll call now. Exactly. And so we'll give him a little bit of latitude. We what do should, you think? But yeah. Absolutely. All right. Then we're but, good. And, but people should take pictures of things if, or. Well, well yes. No, go ahead. Absolutely. Well, we were talking about California a minute ago. Oh, sorry. Yeah. And uh, there's a. New rule coming into effect in California that uh, <laughs> George it, and I were talking about yesterday. But it, it kind of goes against another new rule that came out several years ago, right? And so it, it counters that new rule. Of course it does. Yeah. What yeah. is it? So well, the, new the new rule. rule years ago was that you would get rebates if you put art, if you ripped out your right. your lawn and put in a uh, an artificial turf of some sort, and you would get money for it. Yeah, you know, and, plastic green carpeting. Yeah. Yeah. And so Which what's the good. new rule? Well, I don't know. You, well, the you new were... rule is basically that they're going to ban those <laughs> um, for a couple of reasons. One, obviously, is the chemicals, as you said, there's a lot of petroleum products and the chemicals that can be leaching into the soil. And, and it's also very, very, very hot. Yes. And it's not the same as a real lawn. So if we can get Alan to help with water reservoir, you know, if we can get more um, reservoirs built, have more water, you can have your lawn. And it'll be cooler than having an artificial turf. And I'm just going to sit here and smirk. Well, as you well should. And we also talked about this. You and I have talked about this numerous times over the years when when customers come in with a a tree or a bush that's declining. And then you're looking at the photograph and you say, wait wait a minute, did you put artificial turf in? Oh, yeah, the whole yard's artificial turf. Well, was this tree or shrub planted before or after? Oh, it's been there for years. And then they realize that they're not watering it anywhere near or it's not getting enough water because – all they're the, not watering their lawn anymore. Right. All of the water that it was getting is no longer there. Right. And now it's being heated, heated by right. the, exactly. the turf. It's cooking the soil, probably killing the beneficial organisms yeah. that were there. And now it's a It's a problem. dead yeah. zone. Yeah. And we're talking about plastics getting into things. What do they, they put? They're calling them forever chemicals. What do they put in the turf to keep it standing up? Aren't there little plastic beads or something that they put into that? What what is it that I see when I oh, watch yeah. a football, football player go down? Kicks up the black. What comes popping yeah. up? Yeah, I don't. Yeah, come on, come, come on, sport on sports, sports boy. What is that? You're, not, you're talking about within the turf, right? Yeah. Yes, sir. Yeah, um, I'm gonna. That's your. That's called, gonna though. be your homework. Yeah, I, have, I, have, I have not watched a football break. game in yeah. decades. All right, so we'll just throw some stones and then we'll take a break. How there do we, we feel go. about that? The stones have been tossed. The plastics have been discussed. And if you would like to give us a call, the number here is 888-344-1170. You are listening to Garden Talk on KCBQ and KPRZ, and we're going to take our last break right now.
Get your gardening questions answered by calling 888-344-1170. That's 888-344-1170. There is more Garden Talk on the way. Welcome back to Garden Talk by Walter Anderson Nursery. Got a gardening question? Call 888-344-1170. 888-344-1170. Now, here's your hosts, Ken Anderson, David Ross, Mark Mahady, and George Allman. And welcome back to Garden Talk. Um, what were we talking about before we... Synthetic lawns. Oh, yeah. that's right. It is interesting how important it was to switch over, and it's, well, it's interesting how important we it realize is to switch out again. We change... Yeah, it's yes. not a whole lot of, well, Okay, it's all about the okay. money, right? All about the money. Tis. Unfortunately. <laughs> so today's Wednesday wisdom, I'm sorry, this week's Wednesday wisdom was on edible Thank landscapes. You. Why? Well, because we do something different every week for Wednesday wisdom. But okay. my what question is, well, it talked about, you know, incorporating um, plants that you can eat into your, you know, flower bed, etc., to make it look pretty, but also be functional. Yes. And my question to you is: Do you have any plants that you intersperse in your regular? You kind of have either a, a lot of people will have a flower garden or shrubs, and then somewhere else they'll have their fruits and vegetables and, and edibles. This is talking about putting them together. Do you have that anywhere? Do you have? <laughs> the entire yard is that there's it's, no it's a big, there's, there's no, no differentiation there's no, okay. between life and not life but what i i have seen is things like lettuce kales and and um what's the other one kale and cabbages cabbages yeah. that make beautiful ornamentals in well, the well, landscape there are ornamental cabbages too but you're talking yes. about regular edibles yes. yeah I, yes. we were talking about putting some cabbage in our near our herb garden just for that because they are beautiful well for yeah. the bunnies and squirrels i think they'll they'll enjoy well, it well no remember i have a bobcat exactly right. i have a predator oh i have a bobcat yeah. but what about other like nasturtiums i we um chives you know you can throw yeah. chives in places and when they flower they're gorgeous and they make a a nice accent to a flower garden no, I have not done that. Have you? Yes, actually. Yeah, our, our herb garden. And actually, herbs, well, yeah, but herbs kind of get done by themselves in their herb garden. Like you just said, that's in my herb garden. But that's, we have flowers with it. So there's there are herbs and flowers in this one bed. And it you know it's edible, but it has flowers that you would ne- not necessarily eat. I think it's a great idea. I think if you're going to take the time, effort, and resources right. to grow something, you might as well get something in addition to beauty in it's, return. That is so true, especially with water but prices that is, and things like that. That is contrary to my biggest takeaway from Tom Spellman, which is make it the garden that you want, not that David wants. Well, unless so it's, it's David's garden. Well, I was going to say, it's not contrary. It complements. If, if you want that, then Well, no, because I, I just said we should make it something that you can eat, oh. that you can benefit I others just yeah, from agreed. the beauty. Yeah. 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 But if that's your desire, then, then yes. you are doing yeah. exactly that. And I, I personally like that. I like being able to just walk around and see the beauty of plants as well as things that are functional to I eat. I see the but, beauty. Well, hang on a second. We Oh, no, I don't have... I don't have the ability to click on anything there. There's no A for me to oh, put my cursor Oh, so in. you want me to go ahead and put him on then? Uh, yes, if please. you would, oh, please. Right, okay. Well, it's, it, he's not going to talk about, like, okay. <laughs> Steve, ah, there yeah. you are. Now I can do that. He Okay. We're, we've been dabbling in things where we yeah. shouldn't. Good morning, Steve. <laughs> Good morning. Um, got a question, okay. All this uh, daylight savings time stuff, um, we used to, you know, be like a farming uh, country, and now we're like 24-7 <laughs> uh, type, you know, news cycle type uh, economy. 
Uh, I wish they'd get rid of the daylight savings time, but um, my question is, does that also affect plants with the, uh, you know, because we got to change back and forth, you know, an hour or something like that. Um, does that affect plants? It, it does yeah. not, because they're oh, not okay. paying attention to our clocks. So <laughs> it, it does affect okay. it if you forget to get up and water because you slept right. in. Right. Well, but that's that's yeah. Okay, I stand. Yes, you are correct. No, George. but I, I agree. I mean, the daylight. The daylight is the daylight. The, the number and of hours. Yeah. They don't yeah. care. It's kind of like we say when somebody says, "Can I feed my roses citrus food?" George says, "As long as you don't teach your plants to read, they won't know." So they won't see it on the label. And that's the same thing with our daylight saving time. It is just a a thing for us and not for them. I thought we, uh, was it in California or nationwide, we uh, voted to not have daylight savings time? Yeah, I thought we we did too. We did nationally or they didn't, but it's a... I think it's the implementation of it that's taking some time. And I don't think it's... Okay. Wow. Well, good luck to us, right? Yeah, I was, just, I was just curious about the, you know, if it affected plants. So, no. You know, I was just, just curious, that's all. Thanks. No, nobody really mentions stuff like that other than everybody complains about, <laughs> you know, when we've got to switch back and forth, and then we get tired out for about two months and all that. Yeah, it messes up with our <laughs> so biorhythms. And, and in the third sure month, does. you finally get all your clocks fixed, and then you have to switch back. Switch it back. <laughs> yeah. That's why you just leave right. them That's why way. you leave them. Thanks, thanks for the call, oh, Steve. I, I got oh. one more question. Yes, is, sir. Um, on the persimmons, let's see, carobs and the goji plants, are those considered um, acid-loving uh, soil type or acid-loving uh, fertilizer, or can you just use miracle Grow type fertilizer uh not acid i i, I didn't get the, each of the plants. carob carob persimmon yeah. and, persimmon goji. Goji. and goji yeah. i don't think they're gonna the no. care the carobs do grow in more arid areas which are probably a little more on the alkaline side but most oh, plants okay. just want some food right and just making sure they have a little bit at all times is all right. is of benefit yeah because right now one i've got two persimmon trees i got from poway and one is doing okay. The other one's kind of got a little bit more brown leaves on it. It's, they're starting to look that way naturally, for, for naturally, especially if they're still in containers. The established ones in the yeah, ground. Seem I haven't to, planted them. That's, yet. that's uh, the other ones is like the uh, was it the I got a couple of small carob, uh, and they're I guess some of the leaves. I think it's. Probably because of this hot summer we had, um, they're kind of green and a little bit of a tinge of brown uh, on the edges. And I've uh, fertilized them, but uh, I'm just hoping that they uh, hold together because I've had a couple of them before and they kind of just, you know, had problems. They're still in the container too? Yeah. Okay. Yep. You know, Water. It's kind of like, you know, mechanics. Yeah, I get uh, it. They work on other people's cars and have crappy vehicles. You yes. Know, well, I tell, you, I tell you what. I will promise to plant my persimmon that's still in a container this winter while it is dormant <laughs> if you will promise to plant yours. All right? We'll, okay, we'll, we'll, make a, we'll make a pact here, and we'll get at All least right. the persimmon in the ground, Okay. <laughs> 
Oh, and um, what is it? Uh, the tea, green tea plant. Uh, um, camellia? The camellia sinensis? Yeah, camellia okay. sinensis. Those like acid soil. Yeah, they do. They do. Okay. Because yes. uh, they've been turning a little bit brown. Yeah, they don't like yeah. our soil here. They don't so like our typically water. Keep them acid yeah. Thanks for the call, Steve. Okay. All right, guys. Have a good Thank weekend. You. Bye-bye. I think that's about it for that's Garden it. Talk, yeah. is it not? Well, classes wrap up oh, for next yes. week. So I'm, I'm sorry, for this week. Today at 9 o'clock in San Diego, Fall Color with Constance. And at 9.30, uh, Winter Rose Care, although we gave it away, David and I. Yeah, don't do anything. 9.30. Don't do anything. Auto Talk's up next. You've been listening to Garden Talk on KCBQ and KPRZ. Have a great weekend, everybody. Thanks for joining us on Garden Talk by Walter Anderson Nursery, your source for gardening, landscaping, and horticulture news. Still have a question for the Garden Talk crew or want to learn more about the show, how to become a guest or sponsor? Send an email to askanexpert at walteranderson.com. That's askanexpert at walteranderson.com or visit walteranderson.com. There's more professional gardening advice next week at this same time on Garden Talk by Walter Anderson Nursery. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.